Hello and welcome back to another installment of Casual Trekker. This is Scott. This is going to be my review of a Netflix movie. Well, it's on Netflix. It wasn't produced by Netflix. But it's called Love Again. And it stars the lead from Outlander, Sam Hugan. And my favorite actress in a, in a, in a procedural TV cop show-like drama... From Quantico season one, that's the one that I really enjoyed. Uh, Prakana Capra, I'm never sure on how to say her name exactly. Now, going in, when you read the articles, when you just like look up the, the title, it says it was a flop. And I think that they're using that word a little too loosely. It's not really a flop in ways of storytelling, production quality, and all that stuff. It's a flop monetarily. Just because your movie doesn't make a lot of money doesn't mean it's like a bad movie. It just means it didn't have the right, the right audience. It didn't have the right um, advertising situation going on. But I will say that it is. it didn't add anything new to like your typical rom-com. It had all the bits and pieces and bobs. The, the only thing it suffered in is it could easily have been produced for lifetime, for, for the most part. There wasn't anything that screamed, oh, I could see this movie was made by a big production company and had a lot of money to spend. It looks like if you change the actors to just nobodies, it could be a lifetime movie, really. But with the energy and the vibrance that you get from the lead actress, uh, the Priyanka Capra. And if you go in knowing who she is a little bit from her time on Quantico, then you kind of bring that with you. If you don't, then the story doesn't really develop her outside of her relationship to her deceased boyfriend. Is That's really her defining characteristic, and I think that is the, the biggest thing where it falls out. You, we learn a, l- a little bit of stuff. But we don't learn a lot of her life outside of John. We know that her, her trauma, and we know that it's pushed her back a little bit. But if you took away John and you never were to, to ever talk about, that, about him again, the character would kind of lose its focus, I think. And that's probably what another part of why it was a flop in that regard. But it's no different than any of the other movies, really. You take away the male, the male equivalent of, of John, and your movie kind of falls apart because that's the why it exists in the first place. I do wish that like, they maybe wasn't just a, f- a text message through a phone because what happens is someone picks it up, they take it, or, you know, uh, accidentally pocket dial dials someone. I kind of wish she was writing letters. And she wrote all of these different letters and stuff. And they got picked up on accident, like given to Goodwill or something. And then, like, the dude's sister or something... Uh, got him some stuff and through and through reading these letters he was able to ascertain that this person lived in his in his city and then some of the places were being described he could go to and then through how she described herself in these letters then he could find her that way i think that might have been a little better than texts but that's just that's just me this is all after the fact where you can think it back on the thing and then like how to do better. Text, it's really 2023-ish now. It's really trying to call it a how you, how you communicate with each other. 
So texting would make more sense to a lot of people. So understand why they why why they did it. I mean, the movie was good. I mean, it wasn't it was it was slow in little bits and pieces, but overall, whenever they were whenever they were showing up, it was good. I mean, it, it has Celine Dion in it doing her thing and it kind of brings the characters together a little bit. She's not just like a side note. She's kind of like a a, a part of the movie. His the basically she's the she's the little birdie on the guy's shoulder giving him advice on how to be a decent person and then she's also that birdie on her shoulder giving her advice on on what to do so Selena Dion's in it very minimally but what she does in it is important but it is a rom-com at the end of the day so it's about two people who should never been to been together are brought together by this crazy situation and then he doesn't tell her and then she finds out and then breaks it off and then they rekindle again and so that's a basic formula of any rom-com so like i said didn't add anything to it but while i'm watching the movie i'm also not inspired to go watch 10 things i hate about uh, 10 things i hate about uh, uh, about you or any of those other movies but then again i do like the actress um, i like her quantico i didn't really see outlander where the guys lead on. I've seen like bits and pieces of it, but I, I didn't see like a full season or whatever. But this movie by itself, I think it's just mainly the production quality, like where you they filmed that didn't feel big. It didn't feel like it didn't feel like you were um, watching Friends with Friends with Benefits, right? Big elaborate set pieces, major stars inside, major stars inside inside of it. I think if you replaced everybody in that other movie with nobodies, it probably would have been a it probably would have been a flop too. Because that's what brings people to the movie theaters is people you recognize and people you want to see in the movie. So if this movie had I don't know Meg Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks, Tom Hardy. You know, a bunch of name recognition. This movie probably would have easily made 80, 80 million to $145 million. Easy peasy. It could have easily made that much money because people know those people. And it's not necessarily the plot or what you're watching in the movie. They're going to see it for the, the people they want to see. Like Sleepless in Seattle and uh, um, the movie with uh, Tom Hanks and May, May. You've Got Mail. You know, those movies all could easily be zero-dollar makers, but it's because the per- people that are in them are draws. So if you like the people you're seeing, if you like Outlander person, then you're going to like this movie. If you like the girl from Quantico, you're going to like this movie because they speak to you. So on the all, I'd say the movie got a seven. Just because the basic story was formulaic, was formulaic. Nothing new was added. It was your standard run-of-the-mill um, thing. But I enjoyed watching her do this thing because the only other thing I really watched her in was Quantico, where she's playing a um, she's playing a oh oh uh, playing a recruit and trying to figure out who the hell is trying to kill kill everyone of her friends and stuff like that. So it was kind of a nice little thing to see her doing something different than that. But yeah, it's on Netflix. It, I don't know how long it's been how long it's been on there. But 
Um, it's definitely not a flop-flop in correlation with, like, slow, drawn-out movies. I, like, the pacing doesn't make sense. The plot doesn't really make a whole, whole lot of sense. And the secondary characters you're not really interested in. I like seeing uh, the girl's sister. That was fun. I like seeing the dude's work friend and his boss. Uh, all those scenes were good. You weren't like, come on, let's let's skip ahead. Let's get to back to my main people thing here. You know, it wasn't like you were trying to watch Power Rangers and then all of a sudden they brought you to this other place and you're like, well, I'm watching Power Rangers. Why am I watching this for? It kind of felt like a nice little blend and mix. But that'll conclude my podcast.